Hey all welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren, I'm your host. Today we're going to have a special guest, Mr. Chris Goodlander. He is the owner, operator, grill creator of Lone Star Grills. I'll be right back with Chris Goodlander. Smoking, grilling, getting hot and hotter, sous vide and chilling from fire and water. Hey all, I want to introduce you to a company I just started working with, Fresh Jack's Organic Spices out of Jacksonville, Florida. They're a small, family-run company that's fast-growing. I've tried a bunch of their different seasoning blends and spices, and I can tell you they are all fresh, all organic. None of them contain artificial flavors or sweeteners. None of them have anti-caking agents or preservatives. They all taste like they were just made for you yesterday. Check them out, guys. They're on Amazon in the link below. They have different sample packs, different blends. Like I said, they also have the individual seasonings and spices as well. Fresh Jack's Organic Spices. Check them out, guys. I love them. Welcome back to the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I'm Darren. I'm your host, and I got another special guest today. I got Chris Goodlander. He is the owner-operator and uh, grill maker extraordinaire at Lone Star Grills, Grills with a Z. Uh, Chris, uh, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining me. Why don't you introduce yourself, tell everybody where you're from, what you do, and all that. Yeah, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. Uh, Again, as you mentioned, Chris Goodlander. I am the owner of Lone Star Grills. Um, we're in a little town called Willis, Texas. It's just north of Houston, about 40, 50 miles, so basically just a suburb of, of Houston. Um, we're right on the interstate. If you've ever traveled from Dallas down south to Houston or vice versa, we're right there. You pass right by us every time you go that way. Um, and as you mentioned, we build grills, high-end custom grills, offset smokers. We do uh, some trailer grills. Uh, we've got a couple different insulated models that we make. So we touch on just a little bit of everything in the um, outdoor cooking uh, uh, arena. So we kind of tried to start this podcast, you know, a couple of days ago and we had bad weather and it just didn't work out, but we kind of, we started talking about how you guys got into um, the business of making grills. Now you said that your uh-huh. fam- your family had a business, a fabrication business uh, from the get go, right? When you were young. So it was kind of a natural thing for you to walk into it. Correct. <laughs> It wasn't actually a family business. I um, I picked up welding in high school in ag shop and kind of liked it and um, enjoyed doing it, enjoyed working with my hands, building things. Uh, went to college, though, because that's what I was supposed to do and uh, ended up starting a little business on the side doing fab work. And my, uh, my business potential exceeded my college potential pretty quick and dropped out of school and started the fab business in 99 i believe it was official um and been doing metal fab ever since so what did you start making were you you weren't making grills back then so what were you making no, we weren't we um the first thing we started out doing was um livestock equipment like uh people to go to shows and things like that that was sort of a natural progression from my my time in ffa and ag um so we built that business and shipped stuff all over the country that sort of transitioned into doing some ornamental work. We did high-end ornamental uh, with, uh, stairs, rails, automatic gates, um, things like that. And Lone Star Grills was actually built as a side business. We started in like 07, I think. We had always built grills. 
Um, it's always been a passion of mine cooking. So we'd have a buddy come in, want to build a grill, or I'd build one for myself, or, you know, we'd sell one here or there on Craigslist, just kind of on the side. And um, kind of started out as a side business, like I say, and um, took off real quick. It just, it was a natural progression of things. Um, loved welding, loved metal fab, but didn't necessarily love the stuff that we did. And then when I kind of put two and two together, my love of cooking and grilling and being outdoors, it just really, uh, really took off pretty quick. So is that all you guys do now is just build, build custom grills? Is that it? That's it. We, um, I couldn't, I couldn't hardly weld two broken pieces of whatever you have to bring in to <laughs> me. If you had, if I had to, we're just, that's all we do. Yep. Now, um, you don't do a lot. I don't see, you know, Lone Star grills like plastered everywhere. I do see it on the internet. I do see a lot of my friends that are YouTube, uh, have YouTube channels and stuff using your grills. And, you know, I know they're high quality, but I, I, I don't see you, you know, marketing, uh, you know, doing a lot of classical type marketing. So where does most of your business come from? Does it come from word of mouth? Does it come from people who just see your stuff on these YouTube channels or, people talking I'd say it's probably all of the above um we do work we're, we're an online business um, but we also have a, a storefront you can walk in um, so we get a lot of traffic from people that drive by us and see us on the road we get a ton of business from people on internet forums chat rooms um, and then the YouTube, that's just huge. People on YouTube watching videos, and uh, that's that's really big here lately. Is uh, I guess word of mouth, uh, new age word of mouth, basically, uh, what it is. And um, most of those are not locals. So, you know, you're not relying on just a local guy. Like you said, you do sell some people driving by, but uh, you probably couldn't survive uh, doing just that. So how, how what's the percentage of the people that are buying them from out of state or you know far away from you i don't know the exact numbers and um it's a good business you could survive with the foot traffic but um it wouldn't be what it is now if i had to just throw a dart on the wall it's probably probably 60 percent we ship out 70 percent that we ship out and then the others are pickups whether that be local whether it be just right up the road uh, it's funny it's a strange thing you know, a car pulls up in the parking lot and your first inclination is the guy's local, but there's, I can't tell you how many times, you know, you start talking and he just hopped off a plane, rented a car and, you know, drove in because he wanted to see the product in person before making this large purchase. So, you know, it's, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. When somebody's, um, you know, looking at a custom smoker or something or the quality of grills and smokers that you make, it's not something that, you know, it, it's not something you see at Home Depot or Lowe's or anything like that. So it's more of an investment. They're looking for something that's going to last a long time, you know, um, and if they're going to spend that kind of money, they want to make sure that, it, you know, they can see it and touch it first. And, you know, since there's no storefront that local that they can go to and look at it, I'm sure you get people that come by, you know, or, you know, somebody lives four or five hours away, he doesn't want to pay for shipping and can drive and, you know, do an overnighter or something to come pick it up. I'm sure you get a lot of that as well. We do. It's funny. Um, we, there's people that'll drive a thousand miles to save on shipping and it really ends up being a wash. But in the end, um, that's fine by us. I mean, nobody's going to take care of your product better than you will. So if you want to drive from Seattle to pick it up, 
I, I'm happy to load it on your truck and send you on your way. I think it'll got a better chance of getting there in perfect condition than if we have to ship it. Um, so that's fine by us. Um, and, it, you know, you said it's not Home Depot quality, and, and, and you're right. It's not even, even comparable to Home Depot quality. But a lot of our customers, they start out with the Home Depot quality, and they, they get the bug. They realize that they like cooking, grilling, smoking, being outdoors, spending time with family. That's the bulk of our customers, somebody that realizes they enjoy it and just kind of wants to step up their game. Yeah, I, I was one of those guys. I started out, um, you know, just like with anybody with a cheap, not even a Weber kettle, just a cheap, you know, $30 one you can buy, you know, years ago, and eventually, you know, started up in my game here and there. And I've got several grills out on the patio now. And I love to use every one of them. So, you know, I can understand when I first got into Kamado grilling, you know, I didn't buy a, a $1,500, you know, big green egg or anything. I, I got the cheaper, you know, metal one over at home depot just to see if i like that type of cooking so i can understand where sure. people don't want to just oh i want to start barbecuing i'm going to go spend you know two thousand dollars on a on a smoker to see if i like it <laughs> you know they, they start sure. smaller they start cheap and then they figure out if they want it or not and then uh, sure. then they move on to the next one so yeah all right, so let's talk about when you first started building smokers and then they started to catch on to where it was your main business. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen so people can kind of look at your website real quick. And we can you see there that's about you. And there's your family, uh, family business. Uh, I'm going to show that first. So family owned and operated business, which I love. And I'm sure a lot of people love that, you know, it's not, some big corporation uh, importing stuff from China, you know, <laughs> with uh, you know, really uh, loose quality control. I know for a fact that your grills, I don't, I, I know a lot of people that have your grills and not one of them has complained at, at all about the quality and uh, all that, but um, just the type of grills that you carry now from when you first started, what did you start out with? Was it, was it a basic um, offset smoker? Is that what it was or? You know, there was a offset smoker. Um, you know, some of the, the lineup hasn't changed in terms of sizing, you know, um, the, the styles, the, the insulated smokers came a little bit later on. So we started out with the offsets, um, you know, one or two basic trailer models. And we've kind of expanded from there. You know, you're kind of scrolling down towards the cabinet models, which have been just wildly popular. Um, and, and so that's a little bit newer uh, in the last couple of years. And then some of our 20 inches that we have uh, come up with since then. But in general, uh, we still carry a lot of the same ones that we started out with, 24 by 48, 24 by 60, 24 by 36, probably our all time bestseller. Um, and then, you know, a couple of years after that, we did the insulated smokers, uh, started out with the large, a lot of people said that was too big, so we came out with the mini. Still too big for some people, so then we introduced the peewee. But, you know, in general, a lot of it's just been adding some different variations and sizes and uh, some of the different options that we have. We've kind of uh, elaborated on some of the options we have to customize them and personalize them and things like that. Yeah, the, I think the most popular one I see out there are, are the uh, your 20-inch offsets and then i know like with greg mervich he's got the vertical smoker and he loves that 
but uh-huh. a, a lot of people I see have those, you know, the, the 20, 20 inch uh, offsets. And I think those are perfect for, you know, somebody that's at, you know, has it on their patio that they, he's not in competitions or something, but not that you see, and he couldn't use it in competition. It's just that, you know, for somebody who's just going to use it from home. Um, and I like the vertical uh, design of the verticals ones, but I tell you what, the one that I, I really take a fancy for is uh, the 24 by 48 adjustable charcoal grill and smoker, because to me, that has so many options built into it that it, to me, it competes with the uh, Kamado type grills for the versatility that I saw. I, I watched some of your videos on that and um, it, it's got a lot of versatility in that thing. You Where know, that, that, that particular one has been called a passion of mine. That's the one that's sort of always been at my house. Now this is running on, I think the third version of this. Um, we've improved it over the years to where now it, it used to be just an adjustable grill. And then we, we redesigned the lid so that it seals and that um, we double wall the bottom so it's a little bit more fuel efficient so it can be a smoker and a grill. Uh, that's been something that, like I say, is truly a passion of mine and it, and it kind of fits my own personal, uh, personal cooking where I do a lot of grilling, um, you know, and some smoking occasionally. And you're right, it, it's so versatile. Um, as you mentioned, we did a couple of those videos to demonstrate, yeah, of course it's a grill. We can, we can do high temp grilling. We can do indirect grilling but with that charcoal basket you can also get just ridiculously long burn time so you know set it and forget it and do a pork butt or a uh, brisket for you know 12 15 hours and not have to sit there and babysit it and um, so yeah that's been a um, that's been a, a real popular one especially since we redesigned it here with the uh, the new lid and uh, yeah, been real popular yeah, because I, I I like grills that can do more than one thing. I, I'm I'm not a fan of you know one hit wonders. You know, which a lot of times the offset is. I mean, it does what it does really well. It smokes stuff, and uh, you know can do it really well. And it's probably you know the best way to smoke meat is on a you know on an offset. You can't really complain about it. But like you said, if you want to grill. Now your your offsets do have the you know capability because you got a decent sized firebox and you design it to where it does have um, the ability to to grill on that firebox and um, you know that's one of the things too I like about your offsets is you have that little you know griddle area in the firebox that you, they can use. I want to see if I can find a picture of it on here, but um, yeah, I mean it's not very big, but you know definitely you can use that as a grill and as well but i i like like your like i said the one we were talking about your your adjustable charcoal grill i i really like the way because i do a lot of you know i mix barbecue and, and sous vide and i do a lot of grilling and searing so with the adjustability of that um uh, charcoal grill it just it fits more of my type of cooking. Like you said, it fits your, your style. It fits my style of cooking because I do like to smoke every once in a while. And I do like to grill and, and sear, but uh, that thing just to me, it looks like it does just about anything I would want it to do and just have one unit. So a lot of people can't afford to buy multiple grills or have multiple options out there. So they're looking for something that can do a lot more than uh, just one or two things. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And on the offset smokers, we did. We tried to make it as versatile as possible. Um, it can grill. It is an amazing smoker. If you're looking for a stick burner, 
Um, we even have an insert. You, you, you mentioned that the firebox is only so big and, you know, it's great for a couple big ribeyes. Um, but we also have an insert that you can grill in the main chamber. That being said, you know, it's like tools. It's like a mechanic's tool set. You know, he doesn't whip out that little multi-tool and change your oil. He's got a tool for everything. And the smokers are somewhat like that, especially the offset or the insulated smoker. The insulated smoker, I mean, it is literally the easiest smoker. There is set it and forget it, um, stick, uh, stick burner flavor quality on it. But it's just a smoker. That's all it is. You're not going to grill on it or anything else. Now, when it comes to that adjustable grill and smoker, you know, it's as close as I think I've ever seen or, or built myself of a Swiss Army knife where it does everything and it all does it really well. Uh, you know, some of the limitations on smoking is that you're, you're smoking inside the cooking chamber. So you kind of limit yourself on the size, but you can use it as a stick burner. You can use it as a set it and forget it. And you can double it up and use it as a two zone grill or um, raise and lower it. It's just that reverse sear. It just really, really rounds out all those different things and rounds them out really well. Now it's also, um, go back into your website here and, uh, you also have the, the custom, you know, trailer pits, you know, for you know, most people who use these for competitions or, you know, catering, or they have, you know, their own roadside stand or what have you restaurants. When did you get into that business and how lucrative or how, how much of your business is those? Um, I, it's definitely, um, definitely a, a decent part of our business. Um, we're doing one or one or more trailers a week. So in comparison to the smokers that we do, which is 20 or 30 a week, maybe even more, it doesn't compare in quantity. Now, dollar values, the trailers start to add up really quick. You know, the base models that you're looking at there um, come with everything you need, but then you can really start to deck them out with um, additional tra additional grills on the back and storage and all kinds of personal things. Uh, to fit each individual need, whether it is competition or roadside barbecue or, you know, just the guy looking to take it to the lake for the family reunion. Um, those trailers, have, I, I don't think, I can't remember a time where we didn't offer a trailer. You know, some of the first ones we would build were trailer pits, um, you know, and it's evolved over the years to now we're a, a licensed manufacturer. You come to buy a trailer from us, it isn't any different than buying a car off the car lot. You leave with temporary tags. We send you the tags in the mail. We register it. You know, it's no different than that. Um, so very seamless process. Um, and, and we've got something for almost everybody, you know, whether it be just a simple plain Jane one or, you know, deck it out for your company with all your logos and uh, personalize it. And, you know, just to each individual, we're able to do that. And that's another thing I really love about your grills is you have the ability to customize them even if it's like the, this 20 by 30 you know your, your your basic offset the smaller one you can customize the wheels you can customize you can buy the additional uh you know charcoal uh grates and, and charcoal box and the uh you know the the get the customized plate you know with your name on it and all this kind of stuff so there's a lot of things that you can do even if it looks like you may be buying something off the shelf you can customize it um for your own needs as well so i, I like that option well you know we may not be everything to everybody but we're going to cover about 95 to 97 percent of the people's needs and 
Um, we we sell all we we sell all the smokers and grills with everything they need out of the box. Now, you know, there's a lot of options that are all apart. You know, whether it be handles or different tables or what it may be. And and you know, I catch a little flack sometimes. Some people say, well, why don't you just include this or include that? Well, quite frankly, you know, if you add everything to it, it doesn't apply to everybody. So we try and let everybody personalize it to their needs. Um, whether you need nothing and you know, out of the box. The way it is base model works for you, great. Or whether you want every bell and whistle and, you know, custom wheels or whatever the case may be, um, we've got something for just about everybody. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's always going to be, you know, some kind of, you know, add-on or upgrade, you know, as long as your grill can be used. I mean, I, that's what I'm a big fan of the Kamado Joe ceramic grills, you know, I looked at the big, big, big green eggs and, and they don't usually, you have to buy the cart separate. You got to buy the shelves separate, you know, with Kamado Joe, everything comes with it, but they also have different add-ons that you can buy right. for the accessories. So, but you know, you can buy a Kamado Joe right out of the box and use it and has, and it has a lot of things already built into it, which is like your grills. They already, you can use it out of the box, but if you want an upgraded charcoal box or you want upgraded this or, or you know, different wheels, you can customize it. But, it's not something where you go, oh man, that should, you know, I don't see anything on here that should, you should automatically include because somebody wants it, you know? Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I, that's one of the things I, I really like about products that, you know, I can use it out of the box or, hey, I can, there's options for me to get something, you know, a little bit better or a little bit different that may fit, fit my needs. Right. All right. So well, go ahead. I was going to say there's enough options on here where sometimes, um, you know, we may have 20 or 30 of them out there ready to be picked up or, or, or be painted and, you know, not one of them is alike, you know. Um, there might be 10 of the 20 inch ones out there, but every single one of them is slightly different because each owner's got his own needs. And, you know, circling back to what we talked about the first time uh, or earlier on, you know, they've already they've already bought the cheap one and they already know that, Hey, I need probe ports here, or I could use a table here, whatever the case may be. So that's the nice thing about um, being able to, to, to do that for each individual one. So are you constantly making uh, designing new pits? Are you getting ideas from your customers to, you know, do upgrades? I know that you kind of, you redid your 20 inch line not too long ago with some some changes so I mean do you constantly looking for uh, ways you can up uh, fix your fix it up or change it or add new uh, product line absolutely if you if you're not innovating then you're just getting left behind so there's always something that we can improve on um, you know our biggest thing for the last year or two I've uh, probably been more than two years now is our, our pellet smokers and um, we hope to have that wrapped up towards the end of the year, um, summer, early fall, hopefully. Uh, we're partnering up with Fireboard on that, and they've got a controller coming out that we're going to uh, put into that. And um, once we get that, uh, we should be ready to roll on that. And so that's the big thing we've been working on lately. Um, the fire management basket, which is a great accessory, we've uh, we worked on that for quite a while, and that's been just ridiculously popular. Um, so those are the things that we've just wrapped up and working on now. Um, you know, once we get wrapped up with the pellet smoker, I'm sure we'll start tinkering somewhere else. You know, I think, I think the, the thing for us is, is that, you know, having a little bit of everything isn't really worthwhile if it's not 
you know, not well received um, and sells well. So, you know, as we come out with something new, we'll typically look at our product lineup and say, hey, you know, that was a great idea, but we just don't sell that many of them. We've, we've all been to the Cheesecake Factory and opened up that menu that's a book and, you know, it's, it's too much. And so as we innovate and, you know, kind of come up with new ideas and things like that, we'll typically kind of slough off the old ones because the, the end of the day, the guys that work here, they're skilled craftsmen, but they can only be so good at so many things. And so that's kind of always been our philosophy too. Yeah, I like that restaurant, uh, you know, uh, thing that you use because I, I used to work in restaurants and that's one of the things you can tell if a restaurant has way too many items on their menu, that, that their food cost is outrageous and you know that they're not going to be profitable. So, I mean, that's one of the first things that you know that if, they, if they've got a book as a menu, <laughs> they're not going to be around yeah. very long because they're just, a lot of that food is getting wasted and thrown out. It's not being, you know, ordered all the time. So, but yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. If something's not selling or, you know, it's not moving and it's you've got a time to either redesign it or replace it with something else, it's going to sell well what people are looking for. Well, perfect example of that, the, the adjustable grill and smoker, the 24 by 48 that you uh, were highlighting a minute ago. We used to make a 30-inch version. And while we would sell a couple here and there, uh, just not enough to warrant all the effort to go into the redesign and, uh, when we updated it. It's just we just don't sell enough. And uh, while I'll still get people that want me to make one and they will pay extra, it's just, you know, it's just there's not enough. So, you know, that's a perfect example. Right. Yeah, and I can understand that. Um, let, let, let's talk about how you started designing your pits and how that may have changed over the years. I noticed that you don't have any reverse flow um, pits, and I noticed that all your stacks are at the great level. And that's one of the things I think that a lot of people have, have gone to over the years because most of the times, the, you, know, you know, you always got the Langs people saying, oh, reverse flow is the best, and, and you know, stacks being in different spots on the smoker and people not understanding how much of a difference it makes to where the stack is over the years how, how have you um, adjusted or um, researched and, and changed the way you design design your pits overall well i mean first i'll say that this whole reverse flow thing can be a little bit like talking about religion so i know that, <laughs> you know it's either one way or the other you know it's you know, there's uh, people that will push a Ford off the, the, the car lot brand new and they'll never buy anything other than a Ford. So, you know, I'll start by saying that. Um, so, you know, reverse flow versus the tuning plates or the cross flow that we've done. I think, um, you know, reverse flow might have a place and I think it may work well in very large. And I mean, like very, very large pits, maybe the only way to distribute the heat um, however, on smaller, uh, on smaller volumes, on smaller pits, I just don't think it's the most efficient way. Will it work? Maybe. Um, I'm sure it does. People like it. Uh, I just don't think it's the best way. Uh, if I thought it worked great, I'd offer both. Um, I just think that what we offer works better. I think there's some issues with the, the reverse flow, uh, a lot of issues um, that you know, with clean out under the plate, with, um, you know, building a bigger fire, having trouble letting them draft at lower temperatures. Um, can you get even temperatures in there? Maybe, you know, I, I mean, my opinion is you just move the hot spot from one side to the other is my personal opinion. Um, but 
nonetheless, I just think there's, you know, better ways of doing it. You know, we spent a lot of time, well, the tuning plates, I didn't invent them. I won't take credit for it. Uh, when I first started the, the barbecue pits and designing them, I felt like after testing both, uh, I just felt that the tuning plates offered you the most versatility. You know, I can get even temps, I can pull them out and I can get uneven temps. If I want a hot spot, I can do it. If I don't, I've got the plates to even it out. Uh, and I have no issues with drafting at any temperatures. Um, when we redesigned our 20 inch smokers, you know, the big problem with the 20 inch cylindrical pipe smokers was that, you know, it's just such a small volume that you have so little room for error in terms of temperature. You make one little adjustment, the temperature shoots up or it shoots down. And that is aside from the fact that the 20 inch pipes didn't give you much room front to back. So you're always putting brisket and ribs sideways instead of front to back. So when we went to redesign that and came up with the crossroad technology, um, we, we, we tried to eliminate, first off, having to set up the plates, which I think are great, don't, don't get me wrong, but some people are intimidated by the plates. That's the, that's the draw sometimes to the reverse flow is that, hey, I don't have to do anything. You know, I just, I just put it in there and it, and it works. Well, same thing with the 20 inch smokers and the cross flow. The way we designed the baffles, it, it, it works. You can put food right next to the firebox or on the stack end, and it's gonna circulate around there um, without having to make any adjustments. But we also have increased the volume to give us more room for error. So we don't have those temperature spikes. You know, you talked about so many people having those and being really popular. They're just insanely popular because they're so much easier to use than what the old school smaller pipe smokers were. That entry level, that, that old country, that lifetime, that small 16, 18 inch, 20 inch pipe smoker. I mean, if you don't figure it out real quick, you get frustrated and then you're gone. You know, you're back to the pellet smokers and it shouldn't be that way. Some people may not, it may not be for everybody. Building the fire and tending the fire, that may not be everybody's cup of tea, but if you're frustrated because you can't control the temperature um, and you can't regulate it, then, then that's a whole nother thing. And so what we've done by designing ours we try to eliminate that. That's what our goal is, is to make it more user-friendly. Yeah, definitely. And I can understand that because that is one of the biggest complaints of people when they buy the Oklahoma Joes or the old countries or, you know, stuff like that. When they buy them, you know, they're buying them, you know, that's the cheapest, you know, um, offset they can, they can get for their budget. But they spend half their time trying to mod them to where they can control the temperature. They're, they're buying gaskets and, you know, uh, trying to seal it up here and there and uh, putting clips on them, trying to keep the you know, the door locked down so there's no air, you know, coming in. And um, I, they spend a lot of time, like you said, trying to keep that um, pit at the tent. And they give up a lot of times. And there's this, you know, I'll see them on, you know, Craigslist or, you know, Facebook Marketplace. And somebody had it for, you know, three or four months and just gave up and said, here, you know, barely used, you know, come get it kind of thing. And then they went and bought a pellet grill and stuff. So um, I really like the, like I said, the design of yours. I've, I've watched a lot of my friends buy these and use them on YouTube. And um, I've saw, you know, watched plenty of your videos, just how you, um, design them and all that as well so i mean they're made for somebody whether you're a master pit master or somebody who's just a weekend trying to figure it out somebody could use your pits and control it very well without the frustration level so well that's the big thing you're you're right the, the frustration level is is the key um 
and you hit it. It, it. They work equally well whether you're going out to a competition, you run a restaurant, food truck, or you're just a weekend warrior. And the frustration level, it, if it's something you enjoy and it's easy to use, then you're going to use it more often. And so that's really what we're, we're focused on. We want to make it as easy as possible to use, maintain. I want to give you all the tools that I can give you to, to maintain it properly, use it properly, and enjoy it. Because, you know, that's the key. I, I, I didn't sell you something to be a paperweight or, you know, to be frustrating and, and throw on Craigslist and just move on down the road. I, I hope you enjoy it. And, you know, it's easy to use. And, 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 you know, that's the other thing. We're here for you. We didn't, we're not here for you until it, it ships out. We're here for you before, during, and after the sale. We want to be as easy as possible and, and be here for you to, to help you and get you over that learning curve. Because there is always a learning curve and we want to make it as, as painless as possible. Yeah, I mean, not to say that offsets are ever going to be easy, but they're, you know, if they're designed well and they're higher quality, they're going to be a lot easier to use than something that's not. That's for sure. That's got thinner metal, lots of leaks, um, you know, that, uh, you know, they're just hard. I, I've had those type of smokers and it's just when you're constantly trying to, you know, mod it and, and fix it up so that you can actually use it and enjoy it. It's not fun, and then it takes the passion away. So, um, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Hey, all, this is Darren, and I want to take a minute to talk to you about Masterclass. I just signed up for Masterclass, and I can tell you what, it's well worth it. Masterclass is where you can learn how to cook from Gordon Ramsay, you can learn how to sous vide from Thomas Keller, you can learn how to make Texas barbecue from Aaron Franklin himself. All these classes are available on Masterclass, plus many more. Masterclass has great video content, interactive assignments, social interaction with the Masterclass community, all for just one fee. You can either buy each individual class for $90 each, or you can sign up for the annual pass, which gives you access to all their classes for just $180. And that's what I signed up for. Check it out, guys. Masterclass has some of the best online training you can find. Check it out, guys, in the link below. Masterclass, amazing. Now on to the show. So let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, did you start out making these, you know, as bomb proof as 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 you have now with the really thick quarter inch, you know, steel and 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 all that? I mean, how, did, did you were you yeah, doing I mean, you start? You know, I think when I first started and decided that it was more than just a hobby that we were going to kind of do on the side. It was, it was, it was a lot of research, you know, it was, who's the best, what do they do and how can I be better? That's all it is. It's as simple as that. Uh, I, I know I can be better uh, because what we were doing prior to that was just um, really high quality, um, high-end homes, high-end ornamental. And so when I'm looking at the competition, it's like, well, you know, we can build a better looking product. And now how do we make it function better as well? Because um, there's a lot of people out there that have been building this for longer than we have. So we certainly didn't invent, like I say, the tuning plates or the barrel smoker. That came on way before us. But how can we make it better? That's what we've always been about improve on it and we've always um you know i've never taken down any of my old youtube videos they're still up you can go back and kind of look at where we started and see the evolution you know 
there's always an improvement. Um, and like I said before, if you're not innovating, if you're not improving, you know, then you just become stagnant and you get passed on by. Um, so we're always, you know, trying to innovate and come up with a, a better way of doing it. Well, and that's, I love that attitude because I, I associate myself with companies that think that way. Like I said, with Kamada Joe, they're always innovating. They're, they're trying new things. They're trying to improve their product. Um, you know, even with Camp Chef, you know, they have pellet grills, but they're always innovating and changing and, and making things better and taking feedback from their customers and people that buy their stuff. And then, you know, in you and your position, you, you, you know, people are spending a lot of money on these and... You know, if, if you're not showing the same passion, if you, you have the same smoker that, you know, for the, for 20 years and not change it and to say, it's perfect. We made it, you know, this way and that's it. And we're never going to change it. I mean, that to me, that's like, you know, that's, that's crazy because there's always something you can do to make it better. And if you're not looking that way, your, your product's going to sit there and die and rot when somebody else is going to start innovating, you know, around you and steal your business away. But I really love that attitude of, how can we make it better? How can we make this the best, you know, especially in you guys' price range, you know, not to say that, you know, you're competing with, you know, the lower price stuff, but your, your prices are very competitive compared to what, you know, the Langs are selling for other custom pits out there that may not be as good or, you know, uh, I mean with, you know, Aaron Franklin's now, you know, starting to sell his pits. And I look at that compared to yours and I don't, I don't think it looks anywhere near as, you know, good as, as some of the pits that you have, you know, he's got his name, of course, it's going to make him, you know, his, his price go up, but it actually, you know, I don't think his looks anywhere near as good as some of the stuff that you guys have. So. Well, without saying anybody specifically, I think we got as good a product as there out is out there at the best price point. And, you know, I don't know if it's hurt us or helped us. Um, I get, I get uh, on a weekly basis, people want to have our product in their store and it's not possible. We have a, we have a nice margin that we can operate on, but I can't sell it twice and it's just not enough in it. When I, the second part of what I said a minute ago was how can I make it better than them? But it was also, how can I make it reasonably priced and still, you know, make a living? And that's what we did. We set our margin at a set amount and it's never changed. Now the price of steel has gone up and labor has gone up, but my margin has never changed, but I can't sell it twice. I can't sell it to um, other retailers. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I do enjoy, I do enjoy being able to deal directly with every customer. If there's a problem, you can get a hold of me. I don't have to worry about some, um, owner of a barbecue store, you know, halfway across the country who has a bad attitude and doesn't want to take care of my customers. I can take care of them directly and not have to worry about that. Uh, are there fewer eyes on my product? You know, you, you initially said that marketing it traditionally, you know, that's one of the old traditional marketing, you know, I, I, I wholesale it and it goes to places all over the country and walk-in customers can come and see it, touch it, feel it. We don't have that. And we just haven't had that ability. And so, you know, as many people haven't seen our product as would have had we done that, but that's also helped keep our price and cost down too. And I think that's important. You know, I've said it on my website and I, I believe it. I, you know, I think we have a fair price product that allows just about anybody to own one of our smokers. And I, I take pride in that, you know, um, 
do I make as much on each unit as some of the others? No, but you know, I, I hope I can make up for it in a better product and, and, and maybe sell more of them down the road. Well, and you're, you're, you keep the integrity of your product when you don't have a, you know, a dealer network or wholesalers, you know, having the wholesale out there because normally what happens is you got to look to cut corners to get that margin up, to be able to, you know, have that, you know, wholesale price to sell to a dealer network or what have you. And then you start cutting corners and then, or you price yourself out of the market. So I think you're doing it the smart way. I, I don't think you, you need to have dealers all over the country, you know, cutting into um, making it to where, you know, cause then you guys make these there. So you got the volume factor too is, you know, you, all of a sudden you got 20 dealers around the country and they start selling, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 of these a month, you know, you don't, you're not going to be able to keep up with the volume or you're going to have to start cutting corners, you know, to, uh, to do that. So I think, well, uh, go ahead. you know, without going into a long story um, of what we did in the past, some of my other businesses in fabrication, we did some wholesaling and, you know, you learn real quickly everything you just said. And so, um, no, we enjoy being able to deal directly with the customer. We, um, we love it when the customer comes to our shop and say, hey, you know, this is where it's made. Um, it starts right here. Uh, it starts right here as raw material, and you can watch it go around as the guys do different things and different guys do different products. And we take a lot of pride in that. And, um, yeah, you know, I'm not saying never, but, you know, when you compare the prices and you said the prices versus others, that's it right there in a nutshell. We just, we mark it up once and um, we like to deal directly with each individual person. And that way, if there's ever an issue, you know, we'll, we'll be happy to take care of it directly and, uh, you know, uh, take a lot of pride in, in our customer service and the ability to, to, to keep the customers happy. Now, how many um, grills can you actually put out a month in your current um, situation if you had to? I think last year we did about 1,200 smokers, and this year we're we're on track. Uh, I know there's been a lot going on in the last couple of months, but we've um, we're on track to do better than that this year. That's awesome. And um, now, are you constantly working? You constantly got stuff going, or I mean, is that you know you don't have time to you know sit down and take a break or? Um, Saturday and Sundays. <laughs> well that that's good i mean i know that um yeah you you closed uh, and you were closed memorial day which is great as well but um, yeah. um i mean uh it, it's great that you're able to you know produce this uh you know great product and it's not uh you know overburdening you know you so that's, that's a great thing um how, how many do you say um that you average per month I mean, is every month about the same or is you have some months like the summer months where more, more people buying grills like Memorial Day, Father's Day or? You know, the, 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 yeah, spring is busier with orders uh, because they're built to order. There's a backlog. So what ends up happening is the backlog either extends or it shrinks. So out in the production area, it kind of stays the same. Um, they don't see a difference as much. Uh, there's not guys that work, you know, 60 hours a week in the spring and then in the summer, I'm sorry, the winter, they're not doing anything. I mean, because of the lag times and because of the lead times and that sort of is elastic and that 
they, they don't really ever see that. You know, they're always getting work orders sent to them. And what ends up changing is the wait time for the customer. So I can't order one right now that's pre-made and ready to go. Or do you have some that are, you know, standard models that you kind of just can, you know, put some extra wheels on or something, or is everything made custom? Almost everything is almost always made to order. Uh, there's too many variations, you know, even the custom, even the standard ones, um, we've tried in the past to do that a little bit. And, and I'm not saying in the future, that's not possible, but, um, almost nobody orders one with, you know, not at least one upgrade. And so because of that, it's just almost impossible to keep them on hand. How long does it take to, uh, if I ordered one today, what's it like uh, three or four weeks out or, you know, it depends. Um, but most of the time it's measured more in months. So, you know, one to three months typically. Well, that's not bad for a custom made, uh, custom made product for sure. When you first started, did you first start making them out of like propane tanks? Like some I've seen, like even with Aaron Franklin, he makes them out of big propane tanks or have you always made them yourself? Yeah, we've always used pipe, um, or plate. You know, always use new material. I know that I know that there's a lot of barbecue pits made out of propane tanks, and I know some people swear by it. Um, I've just always had this thing. You know, I think I think a lot of people think of propane as a gas, but it's actually a liquid when it's in that tank. And I just um, I just have a hard time um, putting any food in something that's had something similar to gasoline sloshing around in it. I know all the work people go to to clean them out, and I know people swear by them, but for us, we've just always thought it best to use, you know, brand new materials, clean pipe, um, never used anything used. It's always pretty much been the same as what we do now. Well, that's good. Yeah. I see a lot. I just happen to see a lot of that. Even some, you know, there's people around me that, you know, make custom pits for people, and they have fabrication shops, but they normally you know, use old propane tanks and stuff like that. And that's, I, I've always had that, you know, if I'm going to have something made custom, I don't want some used tank that's been sitting out on, you know, somewhere for 20 years with, like you said, you know, liquid propane in it. So um, I, I, I kind of, <laughs> I mean, there's people that do. Yeah. Is it the end of the world for the people that do? Probably not. I just, I just personally have had a, you know, a, a, something against it. And so we just, just new materials. I think that's better all the way around. Awesome. So what else you got going on? I mean, you got anything new coming down the pike, anything, any other changes or designs that you're looking at that you want to share with anybody or, you know, we've been working real hard on that pellet smoker and um, that should be wrapped up this year. We're really excited about that. We've, um, we've been testing it and, you know, R and D in it for about a year now. And, um, uh, you know, really excited about that. It's just been some phenomenal results we've gotten off of that. So that's our big, that's our big to do this year and uh, hope to get that wrapped up. We hope to have some, um, you know, pictures and video in the very near future. We've got all the details on the website about them. We just don't have pictures yet. Uh, kind of waiting on fireboards controller, which we should have in the near future, uh, next couple of weeks, hopefully. So kind of on the home stretch on that deal and, you know, that's where all of our focus has more or less been um, at here lately.
Now, is that going to be like a one size thing? Is that going to be custom or is that going to be something you can build ahead of time? Or is, um, and, and is it going to be like a Wi-Fi controller that Fireboard's working on with it? It's going to be all the bells and whistles you already know about Fireboard. It'll have six meat probes, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, all the charting, um, all the note-taking pictures that you can link up to your cooks. It'll be all of that. Um, it'll be two sizes of cookers. It's going to uh, be based off our 20-inch model. So there'll be a 20 by 36 to 20 by 42 to start with. There'll be a lot of the upgrades that you can do, like the different wheels and some of that stuff. We'll offer some of those upgrades also. Um, you know, it'll have the direct grill option versus the indirect. It's got a 40-pound hopper, uh, a true 40-pound hopper, so you can put a whole 40-pound bag in there. Um, what else are we doing? We got pellet dump. We got clean out from the outside for the fire pot, hot air ceramic ignition. So we've kind of hit on all the, you know, the highlights of, some of the best that's out there already you know kind of put it all together uh tried to eliminate some of those headaches like the old uh, partridge igniter so we went with the ceramic you know the having to disassemble the thing to clean out the fire pot with the vacuum every time we can just slide it out from the bottom um what else the pellet dump you know and, and some of those a lot of those things aren't new but just kind of putting all that together into one unit, you know, and with the thick made in America steel, uh, we're real excited about it. Yeah, it sounds great. It's a lot of the things that I like about my, my Camp Chef pellet grills. One of the reasons why I went with Camp Chef and I work with them is because they, they did that kind of innovation with the ash clean out and the, the pellet dump and, and some of the things that they uh, have, even though they're made in China, but a lot of the stuff that they come up with, um, I thought was a really you know, uh, benefit to people and some of the other pellet grills, they just don't change, you know, they don't innovate. And, uh, I think you're smart to be able to put those things into to the thing that you're coming out with, um, right off the bat. So is that something that fireboard is you're an exclusive with fireboard on that? Or is that something they're going to look to partner with other people on or. So I don't know all the details on that. It's not, it's going to be, um, it's not the same controller that they're using on um, the Yoder smoker. So it's something brand new. Um, and, you know, it may be something that, uh, you know, they do market to others. And I don't know what the time frame will look like on that versus us and them uh, or other manufacturers. Uh, I'll be real honest. You know, we, we, we had another company making our controller in the beginning and we expected to be, um, to market sooner than now. Um, in fact, we started teasing this back last year, into last year. And, um, you know, you know, innovation and um, being, you know, up to date on the latest technology, it just wasn't there. And, you know, we, we disappointed a lot of people by holding off. And, you know, Fireboard uh, has got just the latest, the greatest. If you own one or you know anything about them, I'm sure you know all about them. I don't know if you own one, but just how easy it is to sync up to your phone and the, the technology is cutting edge and they've got the, uh, the best algorithms out there out of all the ones I've ever tested, temperature controllers. So, you know, we've, we've had to push it back and um, we're a little disappointed about that, but in the end, we're just really excited about the finished product that that's gonna, they're gonna partner up with an American made company. And, you know, they make all their, they make all their product right there in, in their uh, facility there. They print their own circuit boards. So, 
you know, aside from a few pieces, and, and I'll do my best to weed those out, but, you know, unfortunately, there's a few parts and pieces, extension cords, things like that, that we may not get to be made here, but we're making the feeder hopper here. The controller will be made here. Um, obviously, everything will be made right here in our shop as far as the steel work goes. So we're, we're going to do our damnedest to make sure that this is made as much as possible here in Texas and the U.S. That's awesome. And I, I can understand putting off something to, to have a better product. That's for sure. I mean, you don't want, I've seen too many companies, even with Kamado Joe, they, they threw their, uh, I command, you know, uh, controller out there right off the bat and they, they, they took a hit because it was, it wasn't good at all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it took them another two years before they came out with something that's actually worth, uh, actually selling. And, uh, but they lost a lot of their, uh, you know, customers i mean people still buy come out of joe's but a lot of people that bought those i commands um really had a bad taste in their mouth kind of like what weber did with their pellet grill i mean you know i like weber weber's a great company but i think they hurt themselves when they released that pellet grill way too early and i had a lot of issues and they tried to cover them up so i think it's better to wait sometimes and come out with something that's going to be a really really great product so well it's a funny thing because we've had we've had everything dialed in the way we want it and the one part that's out of our control you know uh, is the part we've been waiting on and other company just over promised and under delivered and so it, it you know in the end it was uh, it, it it was on purpose i think and you know fireboard's been awesome to us we've sold fireboard products for years and loved them love partnering up with them so i i'm we're just couldn't be more excited about it you know and waiting a little bit uh, you know, we got people every day wanting to put down a deposit and, you know, it's, it's hard not to take the money and put it in a waiting list, but we figured, you know what, we're, we've waited this long. We'll continue to wait. And, you know, I think you asked, will they be in stock? Will it be a bill to order? You know, it's probably going to be a bill to order. I don't know if we'll build a bunch of them and sell them out real quick and then start taking orders or what exactly that'll look like. More than likely it'll be a lot like our smokers. We'll probably build them to order and, um, you know, that way we can personalize them. But, you know, that, that part remains to be seen. But, you know, that's kind of where we're at with it. Well, that's great because at least your um, that quality is um, number one. It's key in taking care of your customers. So you definitely don't want to rush something. You don't want to uh, overpromise and underdeliver, like you said, like that other company did with you. But, um, yeah. well, I, I want to thank you for being on, Chris. I mean, it's been a, uh, you know, great. I'm really glad I got to learn a little bit more about uh, Lone Star Grills and, and how you started out and all that. Um, like I said, I'm very, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of my friends, you know, have your grills and, you know, bought your grills and use your grills and just absolutely love them. So um, I'm always, uh, you know, excited to have somebody on here that can tell me about their company and how they, uh, how they work, but make sure you guys check out Lone Star Grills with a Z uh, website. Also check out their Facebook page and uh, all that. Thanks again, Chris. Anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? I think that's just about it. I appreciate you having me on and uh, be happy to come back on anytime and uh, really enjoyed it. And you can only get Lone Star Grills on their website, correct? There's no other way to order them. You can call us. You can order it online. Whatever works best for you. But, or drive uh, right up. That's now, right. Now, how many do you have? Like one of every one of your products in your showroom, or is it just um, like I know you don't have all sizes, but you have like one of your twenty inches and one of your cabinet smokers and all that. 
I have almost every size. I have all the 20s. I've got all the insulated the cabinets, the verticals, all the offsets. The only one I don't have in the showroom is the big 30 by 72, and I don't have trailer pits in the showroom. But all the other ones, we've got all the sizes, all the different options uh, are displayed somewhere, somehow, on one or another of the pits. So, yeah, pretty much all of them. Yeah, and you also got a lot of YouTube videos as well, like showing people doing walk-arounds. That's one of the th things I like about um, your uh, your website and your YouTube channel is that you do a complete walk-around with these, and you show people, you know, the thickness of the metal and and how you can adjust the grates and everything. So you do a really good job of, you know, showcasing your product, which uh, uh, I really like. I, I like people to do that. So. But thanks again for being on, and I really appreciate it, and hopefully we can have you on again soon. You got it. Thanks again. All righty. Well, thanks again for joining us on the Fire and Water Cooking Podcast. I want to thank Chris Goodlander of Lone Star Grills once again. Make sure you check out uh, LoneStarGrills.com. Check out all the different smokers and grills that Chris has to offer. Make sure you follow us on the Fire and Water Cooking Facebook group and Facebook page. Make sure you follow the Fire and Water Cooking YouTube channel where you can find this podcast in video format. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Fire and Water Cooking podcast. I'll see you on the next episode.